Amen. Amen. Come on and give the Lord 13 seconds of praise this morning. If you love Jesus, put it in the comments that you love Jesus. If you declare Jesus, Lord, put it in the comments that Jesus, Lord, come on and bless his holy name because he is absolutely worthy. God is worthy of our praise. Mm -hmm. And we are so incredibly thankful to be here with you today. When I look back, at what God has done since March 2020. I am absolutely amazed at how he has used this ministry to impact people all over the world. All over the it's, world. It, it is absolutely fascinating to me. I can remember back when we started years ago when neither one of us knew anything about international ministry. And the Lord was like, you're going to reach the world. We like, how in the world are we going to reach the world from Northwest Arkansas? We don't have a million dollars a month to go on TV, all those different things. And then God would raise up something like Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and all of these platforms for us to be able to reach people all over the world. And so we want to thank you for being a part of the vision that God has given us to teach people to walk in love, to live by faith and experience God's prosperity in every area of life. And I don't know that you said this. If you are not a partner, first of all, if you are a partner, can I hear from you today? If you are a partner of Fellowship of Champions, can I get a one in the comments? If you like y'all, my people, we go together. We're in covenant. We're walking together. Can we get a one in the comment? And if you're not a partner, you can go to www.focchurch.com and you can scroll down and you can become a partner of one of the most dynamic churches in the world. Because what I know for sure is that if you will work the word, the word will work for you. Because Hebrews tells us that the word is alive. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Basically, it would separate anything in you that is not from God. Now, this teaching today is designed to help you do that. And we're anointed to teach it. And you are anointed and to you receive. And you are anointed to receive. Amen. And you got to get your expectation up that anytime you hear the word, you're changed. Can you put that in the comments? Anytime I hear the word, I'm changed. Anytime I hear the word, I am changed. I don't just hear the word to feel good. I don't just hear the word to get temporary relief. I don't just hear the word to get hype. When I hear the word, I am changed. I hear the word for the purpose of doing. You know what? In fact, it's so interesting because you were talking about how you know we're a worldwide ministry. And at the time, we had no idea how that would even be because we knew at the time, it, the people we knew, they were spending millions of dollars a, a month to be on television. But we didn't let that stop us. The first website we ever had designed was a website that had a the state of Arkansas in it with a little dot where Fayetteville was. And the dots just went out all across the world. And, and you say the word, you, you say anytime we hear the word, we're changed, even though we didn't know how to do it, we believe God's word. And that's why we were changed. That's Absolutely. why that's why we are where we are today, because of all of those years ago, we believed God even when we didn't see how it was going to be done. Absolutely. Which goes into directly what we're going to be talking about. It goes directly into what we are talking about. I need to mention, because I didn't do the introduction, it looks super cute today. Thanks. You do too. Oh, thank you. Listen. Okay. So today we are talking about following God's plan at every turn. Mm -hmm. Following God's plan at every turn. And I want to give you a little setup as we get ready to go into this teaching. I'm going to say something personal. I'm going to say something about Crystal. And then I'm going to talk about the question that I ask you. Right. So I did not grow up in a church that taught us about the Holy Spirit. We learned about Jesus, but we didn't learn about learn about the Holy Spirit. And I was saying to somebody yesterday that I believe that one of the reasons that I 
spend so much time asking God, what did God say? Wanting to know is because I remember a season in my life in college when I really wanted to live for the Lord. And I thought I had to do that all by my own strength. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that the Holy Spirit was willing to speak to me every single day, was willing to say, go here, don't go here, don't date that person, don't be friends with that person. I didn't know that. And when I found that out, it absolutely changed my life. It literally brought me out of a place because I loved God a long time before I knew how to live for God. Mm. I, I, I love God. So I always really relate to people who love God but because they don't know the power of the Holy Spirit, they're trying to stop cursing in their own strength. They're trying to stop fornicating in their own strength. They're trying to take care of their finances in their own strength. And it's one of the reasons that one of my favorite questions is, what did God say? Because I learned that if I could hear God, I could get out of any trouble and into any victory that belonged to me. That's good. You know, one of the things I learned is I learned to have compassion for people who grew up loving God and not knowing how to not do certain things out of their own strength. Because I was I, I was almost the opposite of you. I grew up in a church where, where you were kind of told, you, gotta, you have to rely on the helper. You have to rely on the paraclete. You have to rely on the Holy Ghost for everything. You know, and so uh, it was one of those things where it's, it's, it's like, if you're not careful, you can, you can get to the place, instead of relying on your own self, you get to the place where I'm just gonna let God do everything. But then that's mm -hmm. also not that's also not it. There's a balance in between that about me relying on God, but then still being responsible for certain things in my own life. It's partnership. Yeah. And I think I think what's happened is over the years, you come from here, I've come from here, and we've now met in the middle in the middle of our understanding. And that's why things work really fast for us now when it used to not work fast for either one of us. Absolutely. Right. And so I was thinking about like. I can remember when I learned that the Holy Spirit spoke, right? When the scripture where it says Jesus is going to send you a comforter, he is going to lead you mm -hmm. into all understanding. When that scripture became alive to me, and I can remember when I used to, I, I, and I still do, but I'm saying, I remember when I used to ask God everything. And I can remember seasoned saints telling me I didn't have to ask God all of those questions. And over the years, I really learned that God was training me in those little things to hear his voice. And if I could hear his voice in the little things, I could hear his voice in the big things. That's what it was about. It was about learning to hear his voice. It really wasn't about, you know, you saying, okay, Lord, should I go to Walmart or Kroger? You know, at the end of the day, Walmart or Kroger, okay. But but it, what it was doing was, was tuning your senses to hear God. Now, God had a reason why he told you to go to Walmart or to Kroger. But but in, in your asking, what you were doing is honing your senses to hear the Lord. And so we've talked about how we don't believe most believers spend enough time honing their senses. Right. So we're talking about following God's plan at every turn, every turn at every turn. So the other day, Crystal, she already told us on her broadcast. So I'm not telling her story. She went. Um, the Lord led her to go and buy a house from an auction. Mm -hmm. Right. And she said she found out that, you know, I mean, she had the money to pay for the house in full. She had the credit to pay for the house in full. And she's calling me to tell me about it. And she's like, basically, she's like, the Lord told me to go get this house. And now I just got to go to the bank and get the money to pay. It. And I said, is that what the Lord said? And she was like, I never thought about asking. 
And so she, we ended up having like a 30 minute conversation where I said, it is so common for believers. <laughs> On her broadcast, she said it was two hours. <laughs> She's so extreme. We talked about other things. Um, I, I, I think what happens a lot of times for believers is that you ask God for the first thing, but then from there, you do what makes sense to you. You go back to your default. You go back to your default. Yeah. And that really is the difference between victory. And we want to show you in scripture. But I asked you when we were walking the other day, I said, babe, how did you learn to ask God about everything? And I love what you say. Yeah, you, what you asked you, you said, how did you stop being so reliant on yourself and become reliant on God? And I said, multiple failures. Having multiple failures in my life taught me that it didn't matter how many degrees I had. It didn't even matter what mentor I was getting the information from. It didn't even matter whether or not I had all the connections that I needed. That if I did not ask God and I just proceeded to do things my way, I had many more failures than when I just asked God. Oh, y'all ought to say amen to that. Like that it was the failures that created this reliance. And there are a lot of you out there, you do love Jesus and you do consult the Holy Spirit, but you don't consult him all the way through. Yep. And then you start a journey that you know he put you on. And then you end up in a place where nothing's working and you don't have God said to anchor me because what you did was you decided you didn't need God's help. And that's why one of the things that we say all the time is that if God don't help us, we go fail anyway. Yeah, and, We're going to fail and, and, and anyway. And the thing is, is that it wasn't, and I want people to understand this, it wasn't that I didn't ask God for the first step. It was that when I got the first step, I thought I knew the second, third, and fourth. One. Or I didn't ask God, I got the first and second step, but the third, fourth, fifth, sixth one, I just did on my own. It was that I did not ask God as I was progressing because I started relying on myself. Once I was asking God to help me for what I thought I, I couldn't do myself, but the moment I thought I could do it, then I would try to handle it. And that's why I was messing it up. No, that's so good. I see somebody in the comments. They said, that's when I learned that experience is the best teacher. But experience isn't the best teacher. The scripture says the Holy Ghost is the best teacher. So can y'all put in the comments, the Holy Spirit is the best teacher. Because if you burn your hand on the stove, I do not have to burn my hand on the stove to know that that hurts. Now, people do that all the time. They see someone make a mistake. And they, because they are self-reliant and they think more highly of themselves than they ought to, they go, well, I can do that and that wouldn't happen to me. And then they do it and it happens to them. So we don't ascribe to that idea that experience is the best teacher. We ascribe to the idea that the Holy Spirit is the ultimate teacher. Yes, and here's the difference. Because experience is going to leave scars. Yes. But the Holy Spirit is not. He can teach you without injury. He can teach you without injury. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit wants us to learn without injury. Now, I say this all the time, and then we're going to jump deep into this teaching, is that a lot of people think they needed those scars because God is so good at recovering right. our pain that you think God needed you to have that pain. Yeah. God did not need you to have that. He cut. didn't need you to have the pain, but he can recover you even if you have the pain. Absolutely. And that's the thing. So, so I, I get what people are saying. They said, well, you know, I went through this and what that taught me was this. You can absolutely learn from experience, but you don't have to go around banging your head to learn. 
You do not. You can just. That's that's a difference. You can just follow the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to encourage you guys, if you have young kids, you got to teach your kids early. What did God say? And Miss Oliver, we know you didn't mean it that way. We, we watch comments and we and we, we see something like that. We just like to say it because everybody doesn't everybody doesn't know us. Everybody didn't follow us. And so we want to make sure that people just, just get, oh, a, get a mindset for how absolutely. we absolutely and and one of, it's it's one of the things I really love about teaching virtually because when you're in church, people don't people, shout out things, people don't <laughs> shout out things like yeah. that. And so you don't always know that everybody's not on the same page. One of the things I love about being able to see comments is that we have had some divine moments. Um, mm-hmm. You may remember that during COVID, this lady had lost her husband and she came in the comments and said, why did God kill my husband? Yeah. And it totally changed the teaching yeah. to be able to minister to that. It's one of the things I love about, I love in-person service, but it's one of the things I love, about I love service, about service, about this right here. Especially for the people who participate and put comments up. Yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah. that we can all get on the same page because we can't get to the same destination right. if we're not on the same page. So we appreciate, we don't want you guys not to put your comments. Absolutely. We, we want you to. But we're talking about today following God's plan at every turn. At every turn. At every turn. And what we want you to wake up to today is that you are not smarter than God. Mm-hmm. And what we want you to wake up to today is that no matter how well the plan is laid out, you should always consult God. Even if you do it, you end up doing the exact same thing. You should do it because God said it, not because you thought it. Does that make sense, guys? Mm. I need y'all to engage this morning, right? So this morning's teaching is designed to inspire and to uplift everyone with the spiritual ears to hear and the eyes to see and a heart to understand. We want to encourage each and every one of you to begin actively engaging in your faith journey and doing so with the assurance of God's promise to manifest in your lives when you give up the idea of self-reliance. You got to give up the idea of self-reliance. We live in a country that attempts to suggest that all success came because you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps. Mm-hmm. In the kingdom, all success comes from following the Holy Ghost. Amen. Do you Amen. hear the difference in that? Amen. In the world, it's pull it up by your bootstraps. It's you got to get it out the mud. It's you got to put it on your back. In the kingdom, it's we got to follow the Holy Ghost. You Can you put that in the comments? The we we got to follow the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. We give up the idea of self-reliance. Yes. Whatever you create out of your self-reliance, you are responsible for maintaining. Amen to that. Did y'all hear what we just said? And 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 that bothers people sometimes. I see uh, I, yeah. I, I see that Miss Jackson put that in the comment, and I agree. She says that we are not self-reliant. And and when and I know that people want we we actually raise people from being babies to 18 years of age, trying to get them to be what? Self-reliant. self-reliant. But in the kingdom, I don't want to be self-reliant. I want to rely on the king. The king is, is yeah. the, the kingdom is designed so that the king takes care of all of his subjects. I don't have to be reliant on my own self. In fact, it's like you said, if I become self-reliant, 
I'm responsible for maintaining whatever I get in that reliance. So I have to make sure that I, that we understand this process that, hey, we've been talking about seed time and harvest. We've been talking about all the things we do. We've been talking about the seven things we do after we sow our seed. But those are things that we do so that we don't become self-reliant. Those are things that help us to keep being reliant on the king. You know, I even learned that in our marriage. I learned that with you. Mm. That and, and what I mean is that I ask you certain ways to do things because I know you're going to help me if it don't work. Mm. But there are certain things that if I go off and do my own way, you make me figure it out. Mm. I don't like that. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. If you, if you, if I, I can like, see that. No, I don't if, like that. If you that. strike out and be self-reliant when I, when I, when I told uh -huh. you I don't like that, that there's a certain way we can do something or I can help you with it and you just going to do it, then I, when you get in it, I go, well, you got in there, you figure and, it out. And, and, and you, <laughs> you, you figure know, it out. And you have let me sit there a couple of times. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Until I don't you, like until you come back and go, okay, I want to be reliant. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I don't. And, and, and I think we really That's have That's a really to, good point. No, it, it is a really good point. And it's funny because, like, people talking about, I don't want to be submissive to my husband. I do because that means <laughs> I get help. Yeah. Man, I'm not trying to be out here. Um, it, it, and, and here's a funny story. Every time I get ready to clean my closet, I always run it by you because I'm mm -hmm. trying to see what's happening because it's a good chance nine out of 10 times I'm going to get overwhelmed cleaning out my closet and you're going to finish it for me. So what I've been testing for the past couple of weeks is when I say I'm getting ready to clean out my closet. I've been, I've been hearing you. And you go, mm, that means it ain't time yet. That, that means you don't have no time to help me and I'm going to end up with a mess. And so I tested again this morning. I said, I need to move it to quadrant one. You went, mm. and I thought, okay, I might be able to get me a little help <laughs> right. up in. I might be able right. to get me a right. little help up in here, right? <laughs> but the reality of it is, is that many of us need to learn to quit being so self reliant. We got a whole king. We got a whole king. We got a whole God. He is Jehovah Rapha. Right. He is Jehovah Sikanu. Right. He is Jehovah. He is Jehovah Gamola, the Lord God that troubles our trouble. I can't understand for the life of me why y'all want to be so grown. <laughs> I, I really want to talk to you about this. I cannot understand why y'all want to be so grown. Um, I'm going to tell you this one other story. I'm in a, a group this month, and, they're, and the group is No Spend November, right? Mm -hmm. And so they were talking in the group the other day about all these things they wanted that they couldn't get because they weren't spending money. And I was like, I don't understand. What does me not spending money have to do with me not receiving anything in the month of November? I got a whole king. I love what Nietzsche said. I'm a kid again. Right. I want to mature in the word, but I want to stay a child in the kingdom of God. I want to be a kid because anybody knows this. Kids get more stuff than grown tail kids who mm -hmm. think they know. I'm just telling you. And I was like, I don't really understand what y'all mean. What do y'all mean y'all can't get anything how did you equate in your mind that no spin November meant you couldn't get anything? I don't even understand well, what that means. It because, and this is a great segue, because no spin November meant I couldn't spend anything on me. And if I can't spend anything on me, I can't have anything for me. It was a model of self-reliance. 
It was a model of self-reliance. Do you, anybody just want to go ahead and repent for self-reliance today? Like anybody, like, I don't want to be self-reliant. I just want to do what the Holy Spirit tell me to do and to live my best life. I'm out here in these streets trying to live my best life by doing what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. Now, we got a good scripture to jump into this. Yeah. It's Proverbs 28 and 26. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. My God. No, I don't even want to read the rest of it right there. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. Edwin didn't say it. Sean didn't say it. The Bible said. But he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Now look at that word, delivered. That is rescued. That is pulled out of. That is set apart from trouble. He says, if you trust in your own mind, he says, you're a fool. Now that word, now that, that's important because the Bible says that a fool has, has said, said in his, his heart that there, there is, is no God. God. So, when, so when the Bible uses the word fool, it ain't talking about someone who's ignorant. It says a fool is a person who has said in his heart, in his belief system, that there really is no God, or at least the God doesn't apply to me. He said a person, who, a person who trusts in himself is saying that he is his own God. That there is not another God. It says, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered from that foolishness. Now, some of y'all will think I'm being shady, but I'm just trying to be honest with you. That that's why some of you can't get to the hub. Mm. Because you trust in your own mind. And the Bible says when you trust in your own mind, you live like a fool. Mm. That you are a fool. Because you have said that the only way you can get to the hub is if you, is pay if for you can pay for it yep. and you can make it work. So you don't say to the Lord, how can I get to the huddle and then follow his instructions? You just say, babe, we can't afford to go this time. They need to have that same mentality that Canaan has. And here's what I mean. Canaan said, daddy, can you take me to Europe when I graduate? It, it, it wasn't nothing about, can I save up? Can I work? Can I, can I pay for some? She said, daddy, can you take me to Europe when I graduate high school? Some of us need to be saying, daddy, can you get me to the huddle? Daddy, can you get me the new job? Daddy, can you do X? Can you do Y? Daddy, can you do Z? But we rely on ourselves so much. We say, God, we say God help us, but then we turn right back and do everything we can in our own power. Is this helping anybody? The Lord gave me such a great example. He was using the girls the other day when I was walking. And he was saying, even though Jordan and Canaan both have money in their own accounts, mm -hmm. right? Um, and the other day I told Jordan, girl, you got more money in your checking account than I got in mine. Jesus. But even though they have their own money, they don't think they're responsible for themselves. Right. You think because you have a job, you're responsible for yourself. Mm. You think that because you 55, you're responsible for yourself. I don't think I'm responsible for myself. My daddy's responsible. My for me. daddy is responsible my for me. Responsible. And that's the reason I want to do what he says, because I want to be where the provision is. Can I tell you that when that became revelation to me in regards to Fellowship of Champions Church, we've never lacked anything since. We went through this period, man, where, where for, for the first several years, I, you know, it, it was just always barely enough and sometimes not enough in the in the ministry. And I remember when God said to me, he said, as long as you consider this to be your ministry, you're responsible for it. He said, but I called you to create this ministry. Let me fund it. It's my ministry. And when he said that, I'm telling you, it was 2015 when I really, really understood it. 
And since that time, I'm telling you, we have functioned as a debt-free ministry. We've been able to help so many people. We've been able to do scholarships. We've been able to feed people. We've been able to pay off car notes. We've been able to get people in houses to pay off rent, to, to, to move people who were in demand. I'm, listen, and we still still are doing all those things and the account keeps going up. Why? Because God is just bringing people to bless us. He says, because it's not, you realize you're just a steward. It's not your ministry. It's mine. Now, I want to be clear about this. God is willing to fully fund your life. Come on. Put that in the comments. God is willing to fully fund your life. God is willing to fully fund your life, but you need to hear this. The trust is only dispersed to the obedient. Mm -hmm. the, the, your inheritance is in trust for you. It's got your name on it. Nobody else, no, nobody else can get what belongs to you. But the reality of it is, is that you don't get it being a rebellious child. You don't get it going left when he said go right. You don't get it standing up when he says sit down. You don't get it living in Texas when he told you to live in California. You get the trust. The trust is dispersed to the obedient. Yeah. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Now, if you think about it, this just goes back to the scripture we used last week in the Living Bible, where it says, if you let me help you. Mm -hmm. Isaiah, Isaiah, 119. Isaiah 119 in the Living Bible, it says, if you let me help you, if you let me help you, and if, if you, you obey, obey me, I'll, I'll make, make you, you rich. rich. Yeah. If you let me help you, if you obey me, I will make you rich. The Lord said this to me the other day when I was walking. He said, even the richest person in the world cannot manage all the problems of the world. Why would you want to, why would, he said, why do my children chase after being the richest instead of being the most provided for? Yeah. Because if you take the richest people in the world, they could not eliminate all of the world's problems. He was like, you can be the richest or you can be the most provided for. He said, when you're the most provided for, Sean, there is no end to your net worth because it comes from me. Mm -hmm. I love it. Now, that's a hard thing to grab yourself around because the world is constantly throwing these things at us that should be the measurement of our wealth and riches. But the truth of it is, um, I sent you a, I sent y'all a penthouse yesterday. How much was that penthouse? $35 million. Mm -hmm. And when I sent you that penthouse that was $35 million, I wrote in the comment, I said, but my daddy richer than his. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we've got to get our mindset that God is our provider and stop being so self-reliant. Yeah. Now there was a question that came up and I want to go back to it. Okay. Uh, Yolanda put it up because I'm, I'm less concerned about how far we get in the notes to really breaking down some of these things I think that hinders people. And I think other people struggle with this, too. She said, I struggle with having that childlike mindset that God is responsible for me because I struggle at times to see myself as a daughter, especially when I mess up. And I think that that is so true for so many people because we are typically equating God, our heavenly father, which may have been our, how our natural parents treated us. You know what I mean? And so I need people to understand that when you mess up, God is not throwing you away. That that is a trick of the enemy. 
He wants you to feel disconnected because if you feel disconnected, then you will feel like you have to rely on yourself. But when you mess up, it's actually the time you ought to run to your daddy. It's the time you ought to run to your father. It's the time you ought to say, daddy, I messed up. Let, let father God embrace you. Let father God show you how to fix it. And let father God show you how to put you back on the right path. And that really is a mindset that has to change because we talk about not being self-reliant. But the question is, why do so many people in the world and in the body of Christ in particular feel the need to be self-reliant? Because they don't feel like they have anybody else to rely on. Well, that's really good. What I always tell people when they when they pose a question like that or a statement to me, I say you need to read Ephesians one. Mm. In fact, I had I had inner circle to read Ephesians one for a year. Because in Ephesians one, it says, I am accepted in the beloved. In the beloved. It says he chose me. Mm -hmm. You need to hear this. God did not choose you for you to have a bad life. That's right. Je um, Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for God knows the plans that he has for you to give you an expected end and a future. And the truth of it is, is that the, the and, and I want you to hear this. And I mean, I'm, it's going to cut, but I mean it gently because it'll bring healing to you. When I feel something that is dominating my life that contradicts the word, it only exposes, I don't have the word in my heart about it. Right. If you go down, if you look at um, verse four, mm -hmm. with verse three and four, you want to, mm -hmm. I was just going to put in the conversation. Okay. It, it says, you know, he chose us. God did not choose me to abuse me. Right. God did not choose me to make me a mockery in life. God chose me because he loved me. And one of the scriptures that will really anchor you if you let it, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And I say this all the time, but I don't think we really get this. Who would you crucify your kid for? Right. I can't even decide which one of my kids I would crucify for the other. Right. God so loved you, Yolanda. God so loved you, Miss Brenda, that he was, even when the enemy got us in sin, had us gripped in sin, and we deserve hell and death and disease and destruction and mental illness and abusive relationships. And he said, I love them so much. I am coming to get them. And then in verse four, it says, according as he has chosen us in love before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. This scripture tells us you're standing in front of your circumstances and you're saying, I don't deserve help. And he says, but I see you as without blame before me in love. In fact, he's saying to you, even when you make your bed in hell, let me untangle you. Stop trying to untangle yourself. Stop being so self-reliant and let me help you. Yeah, that was the mindset that the, yeah. that the Ephesians had. So the Apostle Paul, he writes to them and he says to them, and I, I, I agree with you. This is one of those things you just need to read it and you got to read it as many translations as you can find and read it over and over and over again. When he says, blessed be the blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about God himself. Yes. He says, who you, has Lord. already empowered us or blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. In Christ. 
He says, now, according as he has chosen us, he picked us. We didn't pick him. He picked when us. When we were in our sin, and, and, and what you got to remember is when you messed up, he had already saw that. He'd already saw your mess ups. He already saw every potential mess up. He already saw every time you blew it. But he still chose us before the foundation of the world. He still picked us. Right. He didn't say, well, they mess ups are too bad. I can't deal with them. It says, and because he did it, he gave us Christ. And when we accept Christ, we now literally stand before him. He doesn't see the mess ups. He doesn't see them when we blow it. We do. We understand it. But he sees us how? Without blame and in love in front of him. And that's why you have to get that mindset in front of you because then it will it will propel you to want to be reliant on him rather than being self-reliant. I love what Etoy said. Can you go to Romans 8 and 32? Can you find that scripture as well? Mm -hmm. I believe it's Romans 8 and 32. I, I love what Etoy said. Miss Brenda just said too. Can y'all put that in the comments? Because this is what you have to settle. This is what will break self-reliance off of you, right? He picked us. The God of the universe picked us. Right. And make it personal. He picked you. He picked me. He picked me before the foundation. He created me in his image. He picked me. He picked me. He picked you. Can y'all just receive that right now? He picked me. He didn't pick me to abuse me. He didn't pick me for me to be broke all the time. He didn't pick me to abandon me. He didn't pick me to abandon me. He picked me. Thank you, God, that you picked us. Mm -hmm. I'm not self-reliant because I believe the truth that he picked me. Maybe other people didn't pick me, but I won't punish him or myself because they didn't pick me. Amen. Maybe your daddy didn't pick you. Maybe your mama didn't pick you. Maybe your siblings didn't pick you. Maybe your husband or wife didn't pick you. He picked you. Yeah. He picked you. Not only did he pick me, he picks me. He picks me. <laughs> he didn't just pick me. He, he picks, picks me. me. Every day he picks me. He, he picks chooses me. to love me unconditionally every single day. Why would I not rely on someone like that? He picks me. He picks me. He picks me. Now, Romans 8 and 32, it says, he who did not spare his own son, mm. but gave him up for who? Us all. Us all. All means you. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? He will give us all things. I don't have to rely on myself for things because he will graciously give me what? All things. You know what, guys, if you stop and think about it, did you ever consider how offensive it is to God that we would believe he gave us Jesus, but that he wouldn't give us a plane ticket to the huddle? Come on. That we would believe that he would give us Jesus, but he would say he'd give you houses you didn't build, but it ain't a house for me. And I believe he gave us Jesus first so that the expectation would be is everything else is easy. Because everything else is easy. Yeah. He gave us Jesus. Everything else is easy. And this is an opportunity for all of us to renew our minds because this helps us not be so self-reliant. I agree. He gave you a business. He's not going to give you clients. Right. Come on. He gave you a job. He's not going to give you a job that pays you enough money. 
He gave you a marriage. He wants you to be miserable every day. The truth of it is, is we have got to tear down some of this deception that the enemy uses to kill, steal, and destroy because it is our belief system in what God is withholding from us and how we have to labor for it and how we have to beg for it and how we have to please plead for it that keeps us so self-reliant. Let's give up self-reliance and let's allow God to teach us that he is the source. Mm -hmm. He's the source. He is the source. He is the source. You know, it's really one of the reasons that when you start to think about it, it's a scripture that we read all the time. And I think that sometimes because we've heard it so many times, we actually kind of almost, I won't say ignore it, but it becomes one of those things, one of those scriptures is almost just like, just like noise to us, right? But the reality of it is, is I want us to take a look at Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Yeah, that's good. And that's I, good. I, I'll read it out of the King James and I'll let you read out the message. Okay. Okay. In, in, in the King James, you've heard this before. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust God, right? Uh, with all of your heart. Let me, let me, let me. I think I read that. Here it is. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all of your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. We, 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 we memorize that. Right. And we memorize it so much that I think we don't we don't get the full brunt of what Solomon was saying to us. Right. It's this idea of of I've got to lean on God with everything. Okay, I got to totally give up this, I'm going to call it control that we want to have. Self-reliant is just another, another form of, of self-control. He says you got to give that up. You can't lean to it. He didn't say don't be, don't be wise, don't have understanding. He says trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on that other stuff. He didn't say don't use it as the Lord directs. He says just don't 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 let it become don't your, your God. Don't let it become your God. Yeah. He says in all of your ways submit to Him and He will make your path straight. But but read it for him out of the Message translation. The Message translation says trust God from the bottom of your heart. Mm -hmm. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Pause. Don't try and to figure out everything, everything on your, your own. own. Just say, God, I repent. God, I repent. God, I repent. I repent. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Right. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. Man, when I read that, how the message translation, I was like, now that, that's really what it is. Stop, Edwin, stop trying to figure out everything on your own. Edwin, you need to listen to God's voice in everything, not just the stuff you think you need help with, in everything, everywhere you go. Why? Because he's going to help keep me on track. Why? Because I'm I'm using wisdom and, and, and understanding, but I'm not leaning on it. I'm asking God. That's the reason we ask that question all the time. What, what did God, God say? say? Because whatever God say, that's what we want to lean on. We'll use knowledge. We'll use wisdom to, to track as we go. But it's God is leaning on God that's going to keep us on track. I, I just feel like the Lord wants me to share this with somebody. Um, some of you have made bad decisions. The truth of it is we've all made bad decisions. Nobody's gone through this life and they haven't made bad decisions. And you think it's your responsibility to fix your bad decision. Mm. But the more you try to fix your bad decision, the worse you make it. Mm. 
You got to learn how to bring a bad decision to the Lord and say, I missed it. I missed it. And I need your help. I missed it. And I need your help. And I was thinking about Canaan in this moment. I was thinking about how Canaan really, the Lord always says to me that Canaan and Jordan understand sonship. They understand sonship. They understand not being reliant on themselves, right? And they are mature and they do do the things that they need to do, but they understand being, they understand being reliant. Mm. And so in this moment, when I was sitting here listening, um, the Lord just said to me that Canaan has a revelation a lot like Pastor Cynthia. And if you remember, I talked about that time that Pastor Cynthia told me that she went to the store to buy Pastor Tony something that cost $10,000. When she got to the store, she found something that was she wanted and she spent the $10,000 on herself and she asked the Lord to give her another $10,000. Mm -hmm. And years ago when she told me that, that tripped me out. I said, you can't do that. You, you can't mess up like that and then ask God to help you. And she started laughing when she was talking to me. And she was like, I don't even understand what you mean. And she said to me, the only reason you believe that is because you don't believe that God is the source of your entire life. Mm. She was like, it doesn't matter what this $10,000 went to. All my $10,000 come from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was thinking about how Canaan will do this thing sometimes where sometimes she will ask you on the front end to pay for something, mm -hmm. right? But then sometimes she will do something like get her nails done and then ask you on the back end for the money back. Mm -hmm. Her expectation is that you are the source and that even if she misses it and you say, Canaan, you should have, I love this about Canaan. If you say, Canaan, you should have communicated that to me before you did it. Canaan doesn't go off and lick her wounds and go, my daddy ain't going to help me. She go, okay, daddy, I'm sorry. I won't do that again. Can I have my money? Mm -hmm. And the truth of it is in humanity, that vexes us mm -hmm. because we don't know the love of God like that. And we see limits. Yeah, we see limits. Do, do y'all understand what I'm saying? And so we think so then because we see limits, you know, we see limits. Then when we mess up, when we make a bad financial decision, when we make a bad relationship decision, but I'm going to say finances because that's what we're talking about. When we got in debt and we don't really know how to get out, we think that we got to go over here and lick our wounds and figure it out mm -hmm. when we could just come and say, either, sometimes you got to say, it wasn't that I didn't know, I just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you got to say, I just didn't know, right? But either the case, I repent. Will you help me? And I, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying just be out here living any kind of way that you want to live. I am saying that when we repent, he helps us. Yeah. He doesn't punish us. And that's so different from how most of us were parented that even after we're sorry, there's punishment. He is such a good God. And, and we can see it in the prodigal son. When the prodigal son returns home, his father doesn't say to him, you got to work in the pig pen or you got to work with the cattle to prove to me that I can trust you. And we think even though that was the mindset of the son, that was it, it was he went to his father. Come with on. The mindset 
just make me a servant in your house because to be a servant in your house would be better than where I've been spending these last few years out here in this pig pen and, and destitute. And the father was like, absolutely not. You are my son. He said, bring him a robe, bring a ring for his finger, prepare to feast. My son who was gone is home. And that was the illustration of how the father sees us. You know, um, you know what we really have to understand? And I think we should all pray in the spirit over it for several days. We have in order to in order to really give up self-reliance, we have to understand restoration. Mm. And we don't fully understand restoration because in this world, when people blow it, we have we have been taught that people have to work their way back. If they ever get back, if they ever get back. Is this helping y'all? So because that's what happens in the world, we believe God is engaging with us this way. Yeah. So we believe that if we spent five years making bad financial decisions, then God got to spend five years testing us to prove that we're really going to do the right thing and that we got to jump through these hoops. So literally God yes. is here saying, give this to me. Let me help you. Yes. And we're like, nope. I got it. I got to figure it out because I ought to prove to God that I'm smart enough to do this by myself, except the only smart thing to do would be to say, God, I don't know. And the truth of it is I may mess up again, but I don't know where anywhere to come but to you. You're trying to prove to God you're worthy to come back in the house when he's already invited you back in the house. Well, because that's literally what he did with the prodigal son was trying to do. He was trying to prove his worthiness to get back into the father's house. But the father didn't just want him back in the house. The father wanted him back in his rightful position in the house. Now, I want you to think about this. Let's look at the prodigal son. The prodigal son went to his daddy and said, I want my inheritance and I don't want your help. Yep. I don't want to be self-reliant. I want to be self-reliant. His daddy gave him the inheritance. Yep. He and and I, you know anybody who's a parent knew this. His daddy knew he was gonna mess that money yeah, up. He knew he was. His daddy knew he was gonna the mess fact that money that he up. Asked for it at that time showed that he wasn't mature enough to have it. His daddy knew he was gonna mess it up. Yep. He goes off. And the Bible says he squanders he all that he squanders it. What is he doing? I want modern day. He had the strip club. Yep. He turned up. He got OnlyFans. He buying bottles. He, I mean, I mean, he he paying for the room. He's smoking reefer. He he, <laughs> right, he smoking dope. I mean, he, I mean, you know, he waking up in the bed with three or four women. He got he got he got baguettes on his wrist. I mean, he he just he got the first class camels. Everything. And he ruins it. Yep. Squandered it. He ruins it. And shame is what put him in the pig pen. And and, and, and you gotta understand. For a, for a Jew who didn't even see pigs as food, they didn't even see they were, they were dirty, nasty to them, right? He was eating what the pigs was eating. I want y'all to hear this. It was not his wasting that drove him to the pig pen. Mm -hmm. It was his shame. Yeah. It was his shame. It was he was so ashamed that he had relied on himself and had failed himself. And he was so ashamed that he kept relying on himself. Yeah. But the Bible says, I love to and me. The, came, yeah, he, I love it. He, he came, came to, himself. to himself. What situation are you in right now? My God. Because your shame, it's not your mess up that has you there. It's your it's shame. Your shame. 
and when we say you're ashamed, it's your shame that won't let you come back to the father when he is ready to receive you with open arms. You're, you messed up financially. So your shame keeps you in that broke place because you keep trying to figure it out on your own so you can go back to your daddy to say, see, daddy, I fixed it when your daddy wants to fix it for you. Somebody ought to just thank the Lord. You ought to just stop right now. You ought to get 13 seconds prayer. Baby, this is blessing me so much because I can see it in relation with our kids, oh, but I can see in everything. I can see it in my relationship with God. I can see that's how my grandmother was. My grandmother was always going to help me. She she was, I don't care what kind of mess I got myself into, my grandmother was going to help that's me. That's how I was with the ministry. I felt it was my responsibility to make sure everything that was happening was happening right and i don't mean just doing my due diligence i mean i felt it was my responsibility there were times literally where there were things that that, that, that the church needed financially rather than me even asking god i just i just figured out how to do it and all and, and at my best all i was doing was patchwork mm. i was putting a band-aid on cancer so to speak mm. and the lord let me do it as long as i kept doing it until i came to myself and he said to me how long are you going to keep trying to finance my ministry how long are you gonna keep trying to finance your his life no i want y'all to know this because i i think i do this i think you would acknowledge i do this better than you i don't care if you fuss at me as long as you help me right you don't i don't care do baby i do not care i have tried to teach my kids this i i, I don't just mean with edwin i mean with anybody if I need your help, especially me, and I didn't do it, right, babe, listen, you don't I don't care nothing about I that. don't care nothing, baby. You don't. Listen, you, you give me care. whatever lecture you want to get, baby. Because you be listening to me, and the whole time be going, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, don't I? Mm -hmm. and, and, and are you gonna help me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you right. I, you and when you right, I should have I should have listened to you. And when you right, you you are so right. I should have. And see, because here's the thing restoration and not being self-reliant requires humility mm -hmm. this the truth i got a i got a lot of smart stuff to say mm -hmm. when i be needing help i don't say nothing smart you do don't. i i don't say nothing smart that's why i say I try everything to, i want to say in that moment i try to i try <laughs> to teach i know our, you ain't gonna say baby, smart i try back. to teach our kids that <laughs> honey listen you be talking to me you be talking to me all strong you be saying stuff like because when he when he when he, i don't really got on his nerves when i don't really got on his nerves because i created a situation that i didn't have to create he don't call me sean he calls me Rashandra. he said Rashandra, if you ain't listened to me i say you right and i should have listened to you I'm I, and i know you be wanting to say something smart but i you don't be know. i don't be and that's the thing you don't know oh, really? i don't be wanting to say nothing oh, okay. smart okay. you know all i be wanting help <laughs> Y'all better y'all better tap into some of this Sean Strickland grace right here. I don't want to say nothing smart. All I want is help. So if I went to the Lord and the Lord say, you know, you shouldn't have spent that money like that. Yes, Lord, you're right. Will you help me? Will you? But, but will you but help, will help me? me though? Will you help? Will we, look, you know, you shouldn't have dated that boy. Yes, Lord, you're right. I sure shouldn't have. Will you help me will though? Help the me. truth of it is, is that we use the scripture in Romans 12 that we didn't talk about that it says you think more highly of yourself than mm -hmm. you ought to, baby. I don't think more highly of myself, baby. I be humbling myself before the mighty hand of God or the mighty hand of everyone, whoever help that I need. I don't listen. Listen, when you done messed up, when you don't, when you done messed up, you ain't got nothing to say except I apologize. And will you help me? Will you help me? 
I apologize. And will you help me? And the Bible tells us that he, he that he, he is a very present. He's he going to help us. In a time of trouble. He's going to help you. And the Lord told me one time, he said, Sean, he said, you can look at Edwin. She's, he said, how many times has Edwin told you he wasn't going to do something for you? He wasn't going to do something for them kids, and he did it. He said, the difference between me and Edwin is I know I'm going to do it, and he got limits, and I don't. Mm -hmm. Listen, Lord. Yeah, you ought to just lift. You ought to lift your debt up to the Lord. Your credit card debt, your student loan debt. Amen. You ought to lift up that you need seed that you believe. You ought to just and be just like, say, Lord, will Lord, you help me? <laughs> Here it is. Here they all are. We everything is plaguing me. Will you help me? I'm home. Will you help me? Will you help me? <laughs> and he will help you. Will you help me? He and, and in fact, he will help you. And I don't know that we have, I think we may have a little time to talk about it. If you want to go through them quickly, we can come back and revisit them. But there are five expectations. There are five expectations. That you can have when you ask the Lord, will you help me? Will you help me? What's the five things I can expect from God when I say, God, will you help me? Number one, he going to give me a plan. A plan of action. He's going right. to give me a plan of action. When I ask God for help, he's going to give me a plan. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that we talked about where a lot of people struggle is that God does not always give you all five steps of the plan. Right. Sometimes all God say is do this. And that's all he said. And what you have to be careful of is when God say do this, you don't just do this, 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 and this, because you because you fall back into that self-reliant thing that I used to have an issue with. You 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 want to ask God what to do, and when you do it, say, God, what's my next what's step? What's my next step? I don't care how smart you are, I don't care how much what's you my next figured step? it out before. God, what's my next step? What's my next step? So he'll give you a plan of action. He will give me a plan of action. God, will you help me? I need a plan of yep. action. Then he's going to give you wisdom. Mm -hmm. Wisdom. He said, if anybody lack wisdom, let him ask of God. God, which coach should I have? And, and, and he'll give it to them generously. Generously. Whatever you need. God, ain't, he ain't just trying to give you a little bit. He will give it to you generously to everybody without reproach, and it will be given unto him. God wants to shower you with wisdom. Let me tell you, but one of, my, one of the most beautiful things when we bought our first house, when we bought our first house, is that God gave me a plan of action, call the bank. Mm -hmm. And then he had me to call a specific bank. At a, at a, at specific, a specific day. day with a specific time, because he already had somebody there who was going to do number three for me. What mm -hmm. was number three? Favor. Favor. He gonna give me a plan of action. He gonna give me wisdom. He gonna get, and this is where I think people miss it. The Lord will say to you, I want you to, okay, here's a good example. Um, let's say that you have some credit card debt that you're trying to get rid of, mm -hmm. right? And the Lord says to you, I want you to get a credit card with 0% interest, put all the balances on there, and I'm going to show, I'm going to help you pay it off, mm -hmm. right? What a lot of people do is they go, okay, I'm going, the next thing is which credit card? 
Right. With, which credit card do you want me to do? And then people start overdoing it. So then you pay off the credit cards and you say, well, I'm going to close the account. Did he tell you to close the account? Right. He didn't tell you to close the account. He told you to take all of those balances, put them on a 0% interest plan, and then he was going to give you a plan to pay it off. Now, here's what happened. So then what most people do is they walk the plan out and they pay it off. But the next time they got a need, they just assume. They just do the same thing. They just do the same thing. Go, which is, which I, is relying on yourself. Which is relying on yourself. Because it worked the first time because mm -hmm. God said it, mm -hmm. not because you did it. Do y'all hear me? If y'all hear me, y'all need to put an eight in the comment for new beginnings. Because you really need to get this. What we tend to do is that God gives us an instruction. And then because the instruction worked this time, the instruction worked because the oil was on it, because the Holy Ghost supernaturally helped us. And then what we think we can do is duplicate it the next time. So then we try to duplicate it without his voice and we get frustrated because we didn't get results. Yeah. And you see an example of that in the Bible where they went to war and they fought all those battles because God told them to. But then they didn't even ask God about going to the next one and they went to battle and got their tails woe out the scene. Got their tails woe out the scene. Got their tails woe out the scene. Why? Because they was just doing what they had done before. But doing what you've done before without a word from God is self-reliance. Well, oh, oh. I wish we had one of the things where you go boom, like when they be like, okay, you know how like on sports, some, some they be sound like, effects. when they be like play of the day, that need to be the post of the day. Say it again. Doing what you did before without a word from God is a form of self-reliance. Everybody just put that in the comments. Doing what you've done before. Doing what you've done before. Even if God told you to do it. Before. Yeah. It's just a form of self-reliance. It's just a form of who getting delivered up in this camp? See, the enemy don't want you to hear this teaching because he wants you to keep being self-reliant so he can keep you broke, so he can keep you stressed, so he can keep you frustrated. But God is coming for your self-reliance because he is the only one who can take care of you. That's right. He is the only one who can afford you. Remember at the beginning of the year I had y'all all saying this, um, God is the only one who can afford me? Mm -hmm. You better go back to that. God is the only one who can afford me. Doing what I've done before without a, without word, a word from God is a form, is a form of self-reliance. Mm -hmm. That is why Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Mm -hmm. You could have the same problem in March and August and God tell you to address it a different way. Two totally different Two ways. Two totally different ways. Are y'all hearing this? That's why you got to be asking, God, what are you saying? God, what are you saying? What, are you what do you want me to do, God? God, what are you saying? Every time. God, what are you saying? God, how you want me to handle this situation with my kid? How do you want me to handle this situation on my job? How do you want me to handle this health crisis? I need, because you're going to give me a plan. You're going to give me wisdom. You're going to start giving me specific yep. instruction. You're going to give me favor. My your my favorites where my favorites always where I'm supposed to be. Always. My favorites where I'm Favor supposed to be. Favor follows me. Favor follows mm -hmm. me as I follow God. Yes. Sometimes people don't have favor because you're just in the wrong place. You're not in your favor spot. You know, to me, favor is just always experiencing God's goodwill. Oh yeah, I like that. That's what favor is. Everywhere I go, I experience God's goodwill in my life. Everything I do, I, I, I can be at a restaurant, I can be at the house, I can be at Walmart, I can be at the theme park, I can be at the bowling alley, I can be with my friends. 
wherever I am, God's goodwill is just there. It's just there. That's the favor that he gives me. When That's the expectation I can have when I'm walking in faith and not in self-reliance. That's good. Now, number four is miracle. We're yeah. going to talk about miracle. And one of the things that we were saying the other day is we don't think most people understand what a miracle is. Mm. A miracle is, it is a miracle if you need $500 and God has somebody give you $500. Mm -hmm. That's a miracle. That, can you tell your neighbor, that's a miracle. A miracle doesn't have to be you being gripped back from the edge of death. A miracle doesn't have to be that the $500 came to you from some birds. Right. <laughs> Most people don't realize they're experiencing miracles every day yeah. because God causes someone to favor you to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Yes. And anytime God gets someone to do for you what you cannot do for yourself, you have encountered the miraculous. Yes, yeah, you've encountered a miracle. You've encountered a miracle. That's right. When If you're sitting here and you need $100, and while you're sitting here, somebody who don't even know you need $100 sends you $100, baby, you just experienced a miracle. They'd be like, hey, I just wanted to bless you with it. You know, we literally, we were, and I know this is, this is because I see this as a miracle. We are sitting in the movie theater yesterday. And we post our little cute picture about being in the movie theater, oh watching God. the Marvel movie, right? And somebody cashes at cash apps us and says, hey, here are some snacks on me. Now, we weren't even eating no snacks, right? But that's a miracle. It's a miracle that someone was thinking of, that God put you on somebody else's mind for somebody to do something nice for you. I think we downgrade what a miracle is. A miracle is any time you are literally having the power of faith being manifested in your life. Absolutely. That's what a miracle and is. And that's the reason I practice being a quick prompt to do sower because then I get to be the miracle the, for somebody you else. You get to participate with God and being the miracle that's maker for absolutely. somebody else. Absolutely. That is why I train myself yes. because one of the things that I have learned is that sometimes you need something right then mm -hmm. and you have come to the end and you like, God, if you don't help me, I'm going to fail. I want to train myself to be the person that God can say, do it now. I, this is this is a small example. Um, we went to, do you remember this? Did, I think it was in the pandemic. Me and Canaan went to Sonic. Yeah. And there was the man a man needed. there. Yep, the man and the man needed food. Was he even asking for food? Or was he, he wasn't to... even asking for right. food, but he was counting he was up counting his money. Change. He was yeah. sitting at the little thing. Yeah. And Canaan said, Mom, look at that man. He doesn't have enough money for food. And Can and I said, okay, Canaan, what should we do? She said, we should feed him. So I call him over to the car and I say, what are you trying to get? And he said, I'm just trying to get a meal. I think was, was it a burger and a shake or something? It was a burger. It wasn't and much. It was a burger and a shake. And then he was going to split it yeah. for him and his wife. Mm -hmm. And at this point, Canaan is like, you ain't even got to get me no food, but you got to get this man some food. So we start talking to the man and the man is telling us how he how he been in a bad situation, mm -hmm. but how he just he got, got a new a job. job and how when he gets paid on Friday, he's going to have enough money to get an apartment. And he's so excited. But Friday was like a week away. It was but like Friday a, was a, a week, week away. away. And so he says, I said, where are you staying? 
And he said, oh, me and my wife, we're staying under the bridge. Yep. This is the truth. Which was a homeless camp area. If me and Kana had never seen somebody who was so excited over getting a burger and a shake, so excited. About having a job. About having a job. And so excited about being able to stay under a bridge. Yeah. To, have a, to have a place to cover them. So I said to him, I said, can you stay here? Can you stay here? I go, me and Kane and go get Edwin. Because y'all had bought him food. We had bought him food. I was like two meals. He two went and got months. his girl. Yeah, he yeah. went and got his wife yeah. and came yeah. up. And basically, we ended up, some people helped us, but yeah. like we ended up paying for their hotel for a week. Yeah. And they really did move in a house. But here was the thing. The lady had been a lady who had walked with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then she had got caught up on meth. Mm -hmm. And she said that, because I'm going somewhere we're quick to do. She said that she had been praying, sitting under the bridge, just asking God to show her that she that she still meant something to yeah. him. That he, because she knew how bad she messed up. Yeah. And so God had me and Kane yeah. to go to Sonic, which ain't even our restaurant of choice, yeah. to feed this man, to pay for them to stay in a hotel for a week. So this girl could know that God had not, God given, had up not given up on her. Yeah. And they really did. They, they did not, they didn't mess the hotel room up or anything. He called every day. I was like, it's fine. You, you, you take, you know, just you, you're there, be comfortable, go to work, whatever. And after that week was over, they moved, they moved into their own apartment and everything. They moved you know? into their own apartment. We, 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 we ended up giving them some additional money to help them for the next week or so. But after that, we hadn't seen them again since then, but, but that was an opportunity for her to know God hadn't forgot about her. That God hadn't forgot about And so that's why I believe you have to purpose in your heart if you're going to be a sower, to be a quick prompt to yep. do sower. Because being in the right place and the right time is your opportunity to be a miracle. Yep. Now this last one here, we're going to end with this one for today. You got to have it. You got to have it. Strength to endure till change comes. Yep. Strength to endure. The truth of it is, is when we're believing God, you receive automatically, but everything don't manifest automatically. Yeah. And you got to learn how to say, I will not abandon what God said. Mm -hmm. And I can't explain why. It's some things that you can believe for and they'll happen before the day is over. Sometimes it seems like it takes six months. Yeah. Sometimes it seems like it takes three years. But one of the things that Gloria Copeland says is that if you're willing to stand forever, you will not, you will not have, to, have stand to stand very forever. long. That's right. You've got to get some internal fortitude to resist the urge to be self-reliant. Mm -hmm. When things don't happen in the time you think they should, discipline yourself not to be self-reliant. Do those seven things I talked about on Wednesday. When we don't, don't go back to relying on yourself. Do those things I talked about on Wednesday night. What do you do after you sown your seed? What do you do when you say, Lord, I need your help? You do those things and let the Lord do his work because God's timing is always perfect. It is God always is always, perfect. listen, something supernatural is happening on your behalf right now. You may not be able to see it, but it's happening on your behalf right now. you got to trust God. You ought to lift your hands up and you ought to receive that. I receive. Something supernatural is, is happening. happening on my behalf right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. 
And I want you, before we go here, as listen, number one, you need to give your life to the Lord if you haven't. If you was a prodigal, you need to come home. Come on. If you're not a partner, you need to be a partner. And it's your opportunity to give. And don't but, miss I, it. but I want you, everybody, to do this. Here's our faith exercise we're going to do before we leave. I want everybody to ask God, give me one instruction for today. Mm. And those of you who will, when you hear it, you go hear it, you follow go see it. it, put it in the comments. And God it. told me, <laughs> what did God tell Some of you, God is saying, I want you to sow a seed today. Some of you, God is saying, I don't want you to eat that meal that you're thinking about eating. Some of you, God is saying, I want you to get up and walk. Somebody saying, God, God, some, to you, some God may be saying, call your mama, call your cousin, call your, but I want you to get in the habit of asking for instruction every day and, and doing what he said. So if you heard God say something, and I know you did because God is speaking to everybody, I want you to put in the comments the instruction the Holy Spirit gave you. Mm -hmm. The hope, the instruction that the Holy Spirit gave you. It's your opportunity, baby. I'm telling you, listen, you don't want to be self-reliant. Kiana said that today her instruction is to pray for her bloodline. Now, Kiana, let's take this further. When you pray, number one, you go pray in the spirit. But when you pray in the English, in English you're going to ask the Lord to give you specific things to pray. Don't be a grenade today. Be a scalpel. Be like, okay, God, give me something specific in my bloodline. Who else has something that the Lord told you? Nate said the Lord told him to share this message with somebody. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. What else? I know we got a little wait time, but yeah, we got a couple minutes. Listen to this word again. There is more. So those are three things. Um, God said, I don't need a new instruction. Do what Pastor Sean told you to do this morning and sow a seed into it. Tierra said, call my sister. Everything God told you to do, go and do it. Go and do it. The Lord told you to go to the huddle. Get on up and get on over to this huddle then. Amen. Pray in the spirit throughout the day until I hear his instructions for my next. The Lord wants to speak to you. Mm. Listen, she we will check on, auntie. check on her auntie. We will be back with you. You know all of the announcements. Sow your seed and be looking today because today we're going to be such a blessing to our volunteers. Y'all be looking. Y'all be looking for the videos where we're going to show some of the stuff we're going to do, right? To sow for childlike faith like Canaan. Amen. Eat well. Listen, we love y'all. We're about to run over to the huddle. We wish all of you were here with us, but you can be here you with could us be. on December 10th. <laughs> and you can be here with us on December 31st because December 31st, we go set it off up in here. All right. We love y'all. Y'all have an amazing day. God bless you. Bye-bye.